0: Hello, I'm Anne. i come from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I speak German and you're listening to the Fluent Show.
1: Welcome to the Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living and learning languages. Hello, Fluent Fam! My name is Kirsten Cable and I am your host of The Fluent Show. I run the website fluentlanguage.co.uk and I'm here to tell you about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language. Oh, it's so lovely to check in with you during the sunny time of the year, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere. I'm just back from the Fluent German Retreat. My semi-annual, that's what you call it, my every six-month retreat immersion holiday where I teach German and we organize lots of fun activities. And it was an incredible week in Germany. Sunshine almost every day. I think there was one thunderstorm. And our accommodation was just absolutely superb. It was beautiful. We spent a lot of time in northern Germany and in the city of Hamburg. And oh my God, if you haven't been do get yourself there at some point in your life because Hamburg and the Altisland are beautiful. The next German retreat is planned for December. I would love to invite you back to Trier, ancient Roman capital, seat of the Roman Empress, emperor, not Empress, emperor Constantine, site of his throne room and of course the home of the christmas market where mulled wine is made out of white wine (laughs) so got a lot of fun stuff planned and i'm not open for any registrations at this point but just mark mark it in your calendars if you're interested and you want a german immersion holiday in december i will be organizing the next one Also, I wanted to let you know that there is a new documentary out on the BBC World Service right now called The Superlinguists. You can also get it as a podcast. I'll put it all in the show notes. The podcast to look for is called The Documentary. It's from BBC World Service or you can listen on the BBC website. The Superlinguists is a radio documentary hosted by travel journalist Simon Calder and it features many polyglots and multilingual people, just interesting people who have taught themselves a lot of languages. I was interviewed for this series last year, discussed my motivations and approaches to language learning, why I believe languages are going to save the world and make the world such a better place, and why we need languages now more than ever. And of course, why I chose to learn the Welsh language as an immigrant to the UK who doesn't even live in Wales. Plus, I'm going to play you some little audio now. So this is a little behind the scenes or bonus clip. I sent them a Mama Hammers, that's my mom, sanctioned audio clip of my secret native language, which is the Moselfränkisch dialect of German. This is the closest that any language, I believe, gets to Luxembourgish or Luxembourgish is the closest dialect and language that you can hear that is still related to Middle German. So this is old stuff. Do you want to hear it? Let's go. Wenn man im Sommer morgens die Fehlschapäe hört da geht einem schon viel besser und man ist fit wie ein Katz. Hast du auch am Freitagabend auch abends getrunken? Ja, nee, ich seh noch mit dem Auto vor That was a little clip of my native dialect, Moselfränkisch. Does it sound like German to you? Send me a message, send me an email, hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk, or you can find me on Instagram at Kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-I-N underscore fluent. Ooh, I'm excited that I got to share this with you. Finally, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Chris broholm who you might know from the Actual Fluency podcast. Chris is currently putting together a big project on a boat. It's called the First Annual Polyglot Cruise and it will run from 18th to 25th April 2020. Yes, that's a language conference on a cruise ship. What? This is a great one for traveling with your family or with your partner because you'll get the benefits of a cruise and that means they don't have to stand around really bored while you go off to do another Inuktitut workshop or anything like that. So you get everything That a language conference offers, but with entertainment for your loved ones too. You know what I mean. The cruise is going around the Mediterranean and it starts in Barcelona. I'm one of the confirmed speakers for the Polyglot Cruise. I would love to see you there. And to be honest, you have got to check out this boat on the website. So I'll put the link in the show notes. And kudos to Chris for starting such a fun new event in the language learning world. We can really take over the world. Yeah. (laughs) And if you want to learn a language by yourself and perhaps get just a little bit of support, don't forget that our sponsor italki can assist you in that. With italki, you can find one of over 10,000, wow, independent language tutors who are here to assist you one-to-one. With italki, you pay per lesson and you can find the tutor that fits into your budget so it finally makes private language classes affordable, convenient, and super achievable for anybody on any budget. The lessons are customized, and I already mentioned 10,000 teachers, so you'll be able to find your perfect match. It's like languagematch.com without the love, I guess. Although you might fall in love, let's not go there. So you can always, anyway, you can always take the class that fits your requirements. You might have noticed some teachers love a beginner, while others get... All in with the nitty-gritty and they love a C2 learner. So you have to find the right match for you. And of course, italki is so great because you can use it anytime and anywhere and use the system, the chat system that suits you. So between Skype and Zoom and Google Hangouts and FaceTime or italki's built-in brand new video chat room, there's loads and loads of options and you get to pick what suits you best and fits best into your standard processes you can support the Fluent Show and get your first 10 US dollars for free on italki when you join using the link fluentlanguage.co.uk slash italki and guess where you're going to find that in the show notes. So I better tell you where to find the show notes, right? The Fluent Shows URL, Fluent Shows web address is fluent.show. And you always see the latest episodes in the episode list. This episode is number 142. So the easiest and simplest way to access all of the show notes is by going to fluent.show 142. If you want the notes for the episode before this one, it's 141 want the episodes for the next the notes for the next one wait a week and it'll be one four three and that is how our numbering system works now that we are duly educated let's get to this week's topic which is going to be three tips from me to help you learn languages that you hated in school i Wrote this topic down, or I wrote about this topic in a blog article for the Joy of Languages blog recently. And as I was thinking about it, I noticed this is such a good topic and it it really captured the imagination of many readers. So people got in touch, people commented, shared their own stories of enjoying or not enjoying languages in school. So I know this is an important topic, so I wanted to bring it back and give you the top three tips if you or somebody you know hated languages in school and it made them think like they can't do it, you are not alone and I've got you. i got a little bit of help as well enlisted from a few interviewees. They were people that I found in Canterbury on the street. So I'm bringing you some street interviews. Let's see how you like them and Again, I love, love hearing what you think. So send me messages, leave me a comment on Instagram or send me a message on Twitter, all the social media, um, except for TikTok, which I've only heard about this week. So all the standard social media of Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you can find The Fluent Show on there. You could send me a message or you can email again. I would love to hear what you think. For now, let's meet these street folk. Oh, I'm Caitlin.
2: I'm Lawrence. I'm Lewis. Emily.
1: I would say all four of these were in their early 20s. So their school memories are fairly recent. And before we crack on and hear from them, there's a few jargons that I think I need to bust, which are related to the British education system, because all of them recalled stories from the British education system. They all mentioned GCSE, which is the British exam, roughly equivalent to maybe an American high school level. So it's the kind of exams that you take when you are 16. And here in the UK, they are considered rather important. And the GCSEs then are followed for some people by A-levels, which is when you specialize, roughly equivalent to an American AP. Or one of our learners, and I think the most multilingual of the four, Emily, she mentioned the IB and that's the International Baccalaureate. So there's a few formal education qualifications in this conversation. Let's hear what you have to say about them. Start with Louis.
0: No, I really enjoyed French here. Uh, I don't know why. I found it quite easy. Maybe the language department was pretty good. Mm -hmm. But in general, I feel like GCSE French is quite teach you what you need to know for the exam. I was lucky because I had a good uh, memory for that kind of thing because I, I know French was definitely the most like disliked subject overall, I feel, in my school.
1: So you did a language in school? I did, yeah, until GCSE and then I didn't choose to do it. Really? Mm-hmm. What did you do? French. French, classic. I, and I only remember the, the funny words like crayon is pencil. Nice. Douche is shower. <laughs> 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 like portal
2: is door. I just found French very, very hard at the IB. Mm. Like,
1: very, very difficult. Um, Is that having come from GCSE? It exactly. Going to the different level. Yeah, yeah it, it was completely
2: imagine. next level. Like, I couldn't really do it for a long time because it was just, like, a huge challenge. But, like, in hindsight, I think it's the best way to learn, to be literally flung into it. But it was horrible at the time.
1: <laughs> so even the interviewees that I spoke to who really liked the language lesson still have a sense of... It was horrible at the time. The one thing that I found in all of these stories and these different narrations around the GCSE and then the move from the GCSE level was that everybody mentioned, everyone I spoke to mentioned memorizing, memorizing sentences, memorizing months of the calendar, memorizing different names for food. And what stuck with them, like we heard from Caitlin there, is just the odd word but nobody came out feeling like they have any skill in French. That is not something I heard from anybody which is a real shame. So one aspect that you can take from that and turn around to make your own language success completely different is to take And make your own curriculum. Your own curriculum can be the world's greatest curriculum because it is the one that you need. So if you don't know anybody who cares that you know the days of the week or the months of the year and you just don't think you want to learn them right now, great, you can skip it. If you want to cut straight to whatever you care the most about, say you're really into fishing and you want to learn the different hooks and the different baits and the different fish, then you can do that. One of the most important rules of learning a language that you hated in school is to focus on finding the things that you are personally passionate about. I just saw the absolute opposite of what Emily and Caitlin and Lewis described there in the Fluent German retreat where I asked all of our attendees to come and present their favorite object something that they really care about and the variety and the stories that came through were amazing so if you've never done this with your German tutor or with any other language tutor take it as a challenge and really challenge yourself to talk about something that you care so so much about be it art be it crafts be it exercise whatever it is that you care about that is where your curriculum should lead you now, another thing that I kept hearing is the sense that learning a language in school was kind of pointless. Here's what the boys had to say about that.
2: Um, it's just about... It's a subject that you just you got to do. Um, and I think there's a culture, because we're really lucky, because lots of countries speak English, um, that people don't feel the need to. People don't see the need because if they go on holiday, then they can say one or two things and get away with it and speak English the rest of the time. There's no desire, there's no passion for it. And the teachers didn't have any, the kids didn't have any. No one came out of my school wanting to pursue a language unless they already had like a career in mind that would need it or if they wanted to live abroad because there was no desire
0: for it, mm. really, which is a shame.
1: I didn't really like any classes. Oh, all right,
2: Yeah, so I guess it was just another class.
0: Well, when you're made to do it, rather than... If they just had a class full of people who had chosen French, as in they wanted to do it as a subject, I feel like that would have gotten a lot more out of it than making a lot of people who had no interest in learning French.
1: Do you hear that? People who had no interest in learning the language... That's a major, major thing. Back in school, think back. How many people were you in a class with who just were there because they were told to be there? There was this sense of, well, you know, I'm here. I've got to somehow muddle through. I've got to get the grades. But really, I do not care. And now that you are coming back to languages as an adult learner, this is my big, big second tip for you. Note your big goal and acknowledge and celebrate the fact that you are learning a language independently, individually, of your own accord. Not only do you get to invent your own curriculum because you're now the school, uh, but you also get to celebrate and enjoy the fact that you are here because you want to be here. So, yes, you'll have to learn a few skills about how you learn, but the most important thing to focus on right at the start of learning is what so often I call the vision goal. So that big, big goal, that motivator, that engine that keeps you going, that's the reason why you are out of school, possibly. I mean, if you are listening to this and you are in school and you're thinking, what is she talking about let me know. But most of, most of the Fluent Show listeners, you're listening to this because you love languages. And the way to keep going, the way to stay dedicated to your language is to work out your personal why. Here are a few questions that can help you with that. Number one, what do you love about the country or the culture of the language that you are studying? Who inspires you to want to try and learn languages? I think a little bit more practical. Where will you practice your target language? What do you most want to talk about in your target language? And finally, this is a big one. How are you going to feel when you have achieved this goal? The great thing about answering a few of these questions is that you get this hint towards building that curriculum and taking charge and get a sense of creating your own learning environment. Now, finally, I wonder how many of you have a story of cheating in your mind. That is something that definitely came up in our street interviews, cheating on the test and related to that, the importance of these tests. Because you might think, how do you cheat in a language exam? Well, take a note from these masters.
2: It's more of a memory test. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a good memory for it. Uh... Um, So it was just literally a case of, the, the teacher didn't look, so I got my pre prepared paragraph out and just copied it.
1: What did you get on the exam that you cheated on?
2: I think I got a C. I passed. So it wasn't <laughs>
1: even worth it!
2: Not really. Oh well, clearly,
0: my, my pre prepared paragraph wasn't any good either. It was insane how many t- people cheated on their French controlled assessments and stuff. <laughs> no, I cheated on mine. Did <laughs> you? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so on, on the essay writings, it would be as simple as people just having it between their legs. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, like yep. only, and one guy got caught and he got banned from all Edexcel exams, but every other person who did it didn't get any like consequences oh on my. them. But when I was doing my speaking exam, I was quite confident on it. But then... Uh, so we had to write out a thing. I think in general uh, you're meant to, this is where it was a bit cheeky sometimes as well, you're meant to just say something that you've, you're have you coming up with on the fly. We had a pre-prepared paragraph yeah,
2: same. that we uh-huh. lear- That
0: we were meant to have learned. But then my teacher was mouthing it to me, mouthing the next line to me <laughs> as I was trying to say it. I <laughs> <So that's-
1: laughs> bet we all need a teacher to Stand on the sidelines, stand in the wings and tell us what to say every now and then (laughs) when we're trying to have real life conversations. So no matter if these stories evoked a bad memory for you or if the thought of being made to do something that you kind of don't want to do did it for you, most of us have got some bad memories from school and this is just A normal thing, and it's important, I think, if you are starting to learn a language as an adult by yourself to change that script. So, the idea that I'm going to share with you now is here is how to change the script. Sit down with a piece of paper and think back to those school classes that you really hated. Think about it for a good 10, 20, 30 seconds, and then start writing down everything that you remember hating about that class and that language. If you thought the lessons were boring, make sure you write that down. If you hated the sound of the language, if you hated the other kids, if your teacher was mean to you, if it was too hot in the classroom, whatever it is, those are the memories that you can turn around now that you are in charge of your own learning. For example, in a classroom with 20 people, if you weren't happy there, you felt overlooked, you were kind of left behind That sucks and that makes a lot of people feel like they can't quite keep up. So something like italki lessons, one-to-one lessons can really make a big difference there. Or perhaps you may want to look for a small group class. You can take those online, you can take them offline. So you can decide if you want to study in a nice cafe, now you've got control over that. And you can also recycle some of those school memories. So some of those funny words that Caitlin was mentioning earlier. They are words that stuck in her memory and if she goes back to French now, she doesn't have to learn them anymore. So even if you thought you didn't retain a single thing, it might be that your brain is keeping a few more memories than you thought possible. And finally, you choose freedom. So as long as you set yourself good goals, you track what you're doing and you check in with yourself in a review process on a regular basis, you are going to be absolutely sorted and you're going to be safe. Now, to round off the episode, first of all, let me recommend to you to check out the Language Habit Toolkit, which is all about organizing your studies when you are doing it by yourself. It is centered around a set of worksheets that I have created and it is focused on helping you set goals, set up a convenient and good tracking routine for yourself and reviewing what you're doing. There are additional worksheets to help you get organized when you've got resource overload and to plan your week even so there's lots and lots of fun to be had in the Language Habit it. link in the show notes and do check it out if you wish I would love to hear from you what your plans are over the summer are you having an intensive or are you having a the opposite of an intensive really are you chilling out over the summer and saying you're taking a few weeks off all opinions are welcome and there isn't unlike in school unlike in those exams there's no wrong answers you don't even have to rehearse a paragraph for me I will leave you with some words of wisdom from my new friends, Lewis, Lawrence, Emily, and Caitlin. Thank you so much to you. Found them in Canterbury. and As you can tell, Canterbury is quite an international city with a lot of super intelligent, wonderful, smart people. So come and visit us sometime. I will leave you with their words of advice, words of memory, messages to their former teachers. Goodbye.
2: I don't know. I probably would have just apologised for being inter- <laughs> such. <laughs> I would say, Miss, do not throw that chair. <laughs> uh- <laughs>